When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some people said they died on that mountain. Only one person knew the truth. This week on the podcast, Lois Duncan's They Never Came Home. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And this week on the podcast, we are talking about Lois Duncan's They Never Came Home with return guest, comedian, podcaster, Twitch streamer, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's count Patrick that. Patrick Gellers. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me back, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Patrick. It's our Lois Duncan return guest. Uh, I am enjoying discovering Lois Duncan, discovering the many layers of Lois Duncan, and the pet themes of Lois of Duncan. Lois Duncan. Mm-hmm. She has quite a few. Yeah. And I think one of them might be nothing happening in the book. <laughs> well, a lot of like just character drama, just inner mm-hmm. turmoil. Yeah. This book was sad. It was sad. I, I didn't realize how sad it was going to be. It's I mostly I found it. sad. It, it is lar- largely sad. It's mostly just family grief drama. Yes. It reminded me of like ordinary people. By Judith Guest. Yeah. I yeah. was like, oh my God, this is ordinary people, but with like a surprise. What were they smuggling in the book? Oh, pot. Uh. I figured that was different because I was like, this book was written in 68. I was like, that they were not black tar heroin. Which is why I made a black tar heroin joke earlier. I was like, I, I, we I guess that's a- from Jacqueline Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I just guess don't get that one. And Jacqueline Hyde. <laughs> I like literally like jumped back from my condol when I saw the words black tar heroin. That, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, it closes out the chapter. So you're it's yeah. meant to be a moment. Yeah. But yeah. It's <laughs> intense. Yeah. Black tar heroin is what they're smuggling in from Interesting. Mexico. Interesting. Interesting. It heightens the stakes a little. Yeah, and this one, <laughs> I'm just picturing our very different experiences with bringing that to the party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so before we get real into it, read the back of the book, Kelly. The Brink of Betrayal. They began their journey as friends. One last adventure for Dan before college and a chance for Larry to escape the problems at home. They went to the mountains to enjoy the beginning of spring and the end of school. They went to the mountains for a weekend and they didn't come home. Something happened during their camping trip. Something sinister. And suddenly Dan and Larry were no longer friends, but strangers, living in fear of the future and of each other. Suddenly, they were no longer the objects of a desperate search, but fugitives from the law. Were they ever fugitives from the law? No. Like, I don't... Mm, I mean, I mean, I guess Larry kind of... Technically, yes, but like... technically. Not that they were, like, aware of on a daily basis. Sure. I mean, I think we see one cop once. Right? Yeah. As Frank is leaving the hotel. Yeah. Picking up Mr. Brown. Oh, Mr. John Brown. But that's in uh, that's in New Mexico. That's not anywhere near where they are. Yeah. Yeah, And that's dealing with Joan and her situation. Avoiding being a fugitive. Yes. Yeah. He's avoiding jail time by just leaving before anything happens. 
mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Larry's an irreparable piece of shit, right? Oh, yeah, God. no, He's I a monster. was like, I hated him with every, like- You are truly supposed to. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah. Absolutely. He is reprehensible. He is like, and especially when you consider, and this is after you've read everything that his whole fucking family has gone through, which this is a fucking- Particularly his mother. Nightmare. She is dealing with this. One like, of Lois Duncan's pet themes. Yeah. Mother goes crazy yeah. when her yes. son has been killed. Yeah. At least there was one to offset it this time. You're right. Yeah. Like There's one a- mother handles it well. Some people are delicate china teacups and <laughs> others are plastic mugs. Others are a sturdy plastic mug. <laughs> They're a camping mug. I'm glad Jonah's one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jonah's a sturdy plastic mug. <laughs> I can see why Dan would have been into that. But I'm much too young for her. Much too young. It, but I'm not going to knock her hand away. Oh, yeah. Not right away. Can we talk about ages? Because, like, they, the age differences between them come up all the time. And it's only two years. Right. So sh- Frank is two, one or two years younger two than, years than Joan. Younger. Two, two years younger. So he's a sophomore. And, okay, got it. And she's graduated. They're so close in age. They're so close. Yeah. It's so dumb. And she's like, not he's much too young for me romantically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sexually. <laughs> I did like Joan's relationship with her dad. I felt like they were like the strong ones. And although like the dad took a little while to be like, the mom needs help. Um, I would say all of their relationships were strong. Yeah. I thought they were all really well done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this. Realistic. I, I We'll keep like comparing it to I know what you did last summer, mm-hmm. um, but like I feel like the parents were a lot less involved in this. Yeah, than in that like um, I don't know that I had a super clear like image of what Joan's dad like what their relationship really was, and like she what keeps saying that was. he's like he's working all the time. Yeah, what is his deal? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, or his even deal like, is he had heart problems. He did have heart problems. He did have heart problems. That's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> So everyone has a thing. He has heart problems. The mom is a delicate, pretty little bird. And uh, Joan is tall. Joan is of sturdy redwood stock. I liked when Dan, like, was, like, like, she did a good job of painting Dan as, like, a good guy. Mm -hmm. Like, when he, when his little brother was like, she's so big. And he's like, I like her big. Yeah, he's like, like, don't, I don't want to hear any of that slam stuff. Oh, yeah, don't (laughs) slam her. Oh, they didn't change that at all. She's not a pog. <laughs> I won't have you slamming Joan. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a lot of that language that isn't updated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for this. like they update things, but not language. Yeah, and like um, her, exactly. It was like three things. And then oh, yeah, what, four, four so now what that we the have things? the black tar heroin. Right. One was that uh, Mr. Brown... Uh, didn't only had their home phone number. The, the specific note that mm-hmm. he didn't have Joan's cell phone number. Oh, okay. But no other mention of cell phones, no. right? No, they didn't have cell phones. They didn't talk about them. Mm-hmm. They, whatever. Uh, one was that two mentions of the internet. Right. I can only remember one of them right now. Uh, well, it was just both about taking online classes. Oh, okay, yes, that was it. <laughs> but one was taking classes online and one was taking classes on the capital I internet. <laughs> but, I mean, that was it. It was like it was basically to show how Joan was filling her time now that she like oh, wasn't mean, going to college. You mean she wasn't filling it with sewing and reading? Oh, I reading definitely. She definitely reading, read. But, I don't remember her sewing. But yeah, there was a lot of talk of like watching the TV, but the TV becomes boring, and then mm-hmm. reading a book or mm-hmm. needing to get books for her mother because she had grown tired of watching TV. 
That's that's the same. Except yeah. in the in my version, it was that she used to be a big reader, and now she just sits and watch watches that mindless tube. Uh, that one eyed monster. The one eyed monster. Oh, that's what okay. I call the it. Same. <laughs> it's like mm, I think people use that to describe something else. That's a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's a weaver. <laughs> I'm tired of looking at that dick all night. <laughs> I'll just go home, sit on the couch, and stare at a dick. <laughs> All night long. I just need to escape my thoughts by staring at this dick. That might be better than the mummy movie night enema. It's just staring at a dick. Yeah, all just night stare long. at a dick. Um, you don't have to do anything with it. It's just just there. look yeah, at just it. Look, it's just not stare stressful. into it. Just ha- mm-hmm. just maintain heavy eye contact with this dick. It's not even erect. It's not. No. It's just there. It's, it's sleeping. There. It's resting. It's just dangling there. It's just dangling. It's in its resting state. <laughs> are you guys seeing balls too or just the dick? I was just seeing the I dick. I was seeing just a dick. The balls are nowhere to be seen. Okay. That's a good choice. But it I was, was seeing attached balls. to a person oh. and yet I wasn't seeing balls. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was picturing like a disembodied, like it was just placed Is maybe it- on a table. <laughs> okay. And just resting. It's like in a little candy dish with yeah. some Werther's. <laughs> I was seeing it like mounted to the wall. Oh. But oh, I was like seeing I was seeing balls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like where a you TV. Would put the t- like where you would put the TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. It's so interesting how you'll read a book and then everyone will get their different impressions of what <laughs> the dick looks like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you have to have these uh, kind of conversations. Fun, and then you after. Can compare. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, there were a couple of, like, still kind of annoying, like, like misogynistic things happening in the book from the characters. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for some reason, I, like, once I was like, okay, this is just a relic of the times, I mm-hmm. was, like, only minorly annoyed. I was, like, I, I, it was easy for me to go past it because I was like, eh, that's just whatever. I felt like it only happened a couple of times at the beginning, but then, then of course, we have... Like Mr. Brown, women can be drug smugglers too. <laughs> what is with this outdated thing? You know, he's like, you know, these girls, they can never prioritize their drug smuggling. Well, it was it was the drug dealing that he wanted that yeah. he didn't want Joan yeah. to do. Yeah, he didn't right? want Joan to deal. Like they don't women have can't the close. They can't close. <laughs> also, um black tar heroin is for closers. <laughs> also, like when um they're uh, I, I'm trying to remember the details of this. Like, so when they're driving back from uh Juarez and um, they realize they have a flat tire in the car Mm -hmm. and um, Frank goes to check on it and he discovers the black tar heroin slash marijuana and she says what is it like where he's like oh this is such a classic girl thing yeah she says something about like oh yeah a girl would never I'm misquoting it obviously it's like yeah a girl would never have like oh no it's even worse than I was thinking (laughs) it's like a girl doesn't like even think twice about getting mixed up in things right. like this. Like a girl doesn't ask questions. Yeah. Poor Dan. Yeah, poor Dan. Jesus. My God. Really... Dan slash David. So that's another thing. That's another way that this book is just like I know what you did last summer. That there's at least an attempt at even if we all see through it immediately, there's an attempt to present the same characters as different characters. Oh. Yeah, when he like wakes up in the apartment, right? And but yeah, you know like, it's him immediately. When the guy says immediately, yeah. it's it's like, and it's weird because it, she keeps calling him like the the young man and like stuff like that. But it's all we we're like instantly. I'm like, okay, that's Dan. And the guy's yeah. like David, and he's like, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> right. Dan? And, Dan, Dan, and Larry, right? No, yeah. Lance. 
Yeah. The first two letters of our names oh, remain the same. Yeah. Also, okay, Lawrence changed to Lance. You just take out like three letters and like that's your new name. Yeah. Well, he just wanted to be cool. He did. Have a cool name like Lance. He, I fucking hated him. I know I was supposed to. I know I fell right into Lois Duncan's trap, but I fucking hated him. He was like, God, he didn't, he didn't do any work. He just played around on the beach. He, like, <laughs> let... he, got, he got them some sweet fake IDs. Okay, great. Did he? <laughs> I think he, so. Like, he put was the wheels in it. motion yeah. to get them. Get off his back, okay. Lindsay. <laughs> he was going <laughs> to get to it. Oh I'm sorry, God. Larry. You're so good, and I love you. I'm so <laughs> proud of you, and you're such a frail boy, and I worry about you hiking. Oh, my God, the mom. Poor mom. I felt like, so something that I've noticed that Lois Duncan is so good at doing is like getting you in the heads of these characters and feeling exactly what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually had to double back and look up when her daughter yeah. um, was killed because she captures grief and the worry over a child so well. And um, and just like all of the like when when the family doesn't know what happened to the kids, but like they've been missing, all of that is like so true to, I don't know, feelings of loss and and that kind of thing. I thought that was like really she was really good at that. Yeah, the repercussions and consequences and effects and yeah, what yeah, what what is that well timeline? Drawn. You said you looked it up. Yeah, yeah so eight, it was in the eighties. So this book yeah, was sixty eight. I thought so. Man, what a weird like thing to happen in the universe that like she would spend so much time writing about the grief of losing a child it wasn't Mm -hmm. because she was lois duncan was it no and also did they even know so it's a hugely unsolved and it seems Mm -hmm. like there was some kind of cover-up she was shot on the street just walking down the street it couldn't be because she's lois duncan right like someone's not it's not like a Screen three scenario. Yeah, Yeah, some weird like assassin obsessed with Lois Duncan books. I don't know. Although what would the John Lennon thing? What would be the statute of like decency on like doing a movie about that? Too soon? (laughs) Oh, um, okay. Is it okay, here's the question. Mm -hmm. Is it like a slasher movie or is it like um, a respectful, yeah. Is it like a docudrama <laughs> type of thing? I would say not docudrama, okay, but something more in line with why hasn't her stuff been adapted more straight? Like as far as I can tell, the only thing that's of hers that's been adapted is "I Know What You Did Last Summer," and that's not her shit at all. Yeah, I was going to say this book could use more fishhook hand men. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They could all use more slashings. Yep. Um, More slashings, please. <laughs> the world wants it. Sadly, it does. <laughs> yeah, that that is what the world wants. But I, I feel like I don't know. There, there's so much like high drama in this of just like the tiny little moments between family members and like you know the expectations that people have of each other within families and like between siblings specifically. That like I don't know. It's it's the kind of thing I don't ever really read in any other. Con- like read or see on TV, I guess. Like everything's so like mellow and grounded. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I feel like I'd like to see some of this adapted the way, like with her priorities. Yeah, yeah. I all like. I mean, I I know I said it before, but this reminds me so much of ordinary people, especially when um Frank is talking to his mom, and he's like, he was like the 
like Dan was like the golden boy and mm-hmm. like I'm mm-hmm. like everything's harder for me. Like I and he even like says that he like doesn't feel as connected to people as Dan does. Like he's not um he hasn't had any luck with girls like Dan did. And so I I I felt like him kind of figuring out who he is was really interesting. And also like I thought actually the when Joan is remembering the moment she felt beautiful, which is like when she saw what what is it? She she saw her reflection in Dan's eyes and she looked beautiful. And from then on she never worried about her looks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I I loved that moment because that was such a a real thing. Yeah. Well, and for as much as uh Larry is a piece of shit, Dan is like a paragon, right? Like yeah. we love Dan. We love yeah. Dan. Um, and I think part of that is uh, Lois Duncan does like to uh, put teenage boys on like a, a pedestal, mm-hmm. like every possible way that she can describe them is like kind of kind of like sexy in some yeah. way. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like she really boosts them and then like all the women get kind of yeah. kind of pushed down. Um, even like, uh, you know, Joan for sure, but like uh, Peggy too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Same thing in Peggy. In- I know what you did last summer where mm-hmm. all the women were like had their flaws. Right. And then the men only had like behavioral flaws. Right. They're all physical, like, like pure physical specimens. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like priceless specimens. Just, just like a tasty mwah. slice of man. <laughs> <laughs> Piping hot. Perfection. <laughs> um, there was, you kind of mentioned Patrick, like the little moments that mm-hmm. were a lot. And there was one moment, this is a moment that I cried. Uh, I actually, I like stopped. I was like, oh. Um, And it was when, so Joan calls out to Frank when he's walking at school and they start walking together. And um, he's like, I don't know. It's just been really hard. And she's like, I know. And he realizes like, oh, she does know. And he like sees her as a person and not as like a foreign girl. There was such understanding in her voice that he realized that she did know. Suddenly he felt a deep rush of sympathy for the girl walking beside him. It transcended all previous feelings. His resentment of Joan for taking such an important place in his brother's life, his discomfort with girls in general, with a gesture completely foreign to himself, he reached over and patted her shoulder. The touch, light as it was, brought an unexpected reaction. Abruptly, Joan raised her hands to cover her face. Frank, she said in a muffled voice. Frank, I don't know what to do. Like that, like I feel like we've all had that moment where you're like about to break and someone just like touches your arm and you're like, oh no. Oh, oh no, someone's <laughs> with me. Yeah, and then you... Like, cover your face, which I was like, ah, oh. like, I felt so much for Joan during these early parts of the book. And Frank. And I felt like the more Frank was around Joan, like, I was proud of Frank for growing as a person. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was nice. Yeah. And he, that talk that he has with his mom, where the mom is, like, like really loving and giving advice, but is basically like, hey, can you not be a piece of shit to your little brother who is also suffering? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, little Eddie. Um, um, the boy's uh, initials are D, E, and F. Uh-huh. Just cute. Just a little climb up the alphabet <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Their na- last name starts with a C. <gasps> oh, my God. Fucking God. <laughs> We're going to blow this book wide open. fucking kidding me. We have cracked this case. <laughs> Black Tar Heroin starts with a B. Oh! oh! <laughs> we'll, get, um, we'll get the A by the we'll, end of we'll the get episode. It. We'll find it. We'll find it. Um, but I love that even like the, the like mystery of the book, if, if there even is one, 
it, Joan solves it not by like finding any kind of evidence or anything like that. She just she notices that clothes are missing mm-hmm. that she knows mm-hmm. her brother wa- was attached to, right? Mm-hmm. So like and she's like that doesn't make any sense, right? And but she only can be like that doesn't make any sense because she knows him so well, yeah, right? Like it's uh, yeah. the mystery is character based mm-hmm. and not like it's not like a traditional mystery in that sense. Yeah, I also love that like. Right before that, she's bemoaning the fact that like she wishes she, like she wishes that she knew her brother better, or that she could have connected to, connected to him more. Yeah, she feels when, responsible. Yeah, when like really, I don't think the onus was on her because there doesn't seem to have been much to know, and so she knows what she needs to know in order to be like, huh, that's weird. That like emerald green sweater that he was so obsessed with is gone. Oh, that's weird. Suede loafers are gone. I know my brother's very persnickety about it about his clothes. How mean was he to her when she borrowed his shirt for the shipwreck party? Well, he's, he fucking sucks. He's horrible. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's he a shook bad her. man. He's a piece of shit. He's bad. He's very bad. Of course bad. he was mean. He's a piece of shit. We also, and the only reason that they don't notice that is because they are such good people themselves I that know. they're like, I can't even conceive of somebody being a piece of shit in our family. So my mistake. So sorry about that. That's true. She keeps being like, well... He, he's my brother. He would never do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like, we kind of weirdly don't know much about his personality, right? It's great that we don't even get a perspective, like yeah. a chapter oh, from him. his perspective yeah. until, like, almost the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was, I thought that was well done. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, that's also, I guess, important, too, because the only, the only piece of information that we're missing from, like, the first half of the book is that he pushes Dan. Right, like yeah. a- everything else, you can kind like, of fill in. We the We don't gaps. know what happened or yeah. why he's faking these lives. For a little while, I was like, "Is he talented, Mister Ripley?" In this, that's what I thought too. I was like, "Is he like? Did he bonk him on the head, and he's going to keep bonking him until he, he dies and take his him? life?" Yeah, I or I thought that he I thought would, sex yeah. with him. I, I, I thought that I thought he Larry was in wanted, love with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also was like, I had some like really ominous thoughts in my head that he was like drugging him because like. He kept feeling sick. I didn't realize it was like his head injury that just like persisted. Recovering. Yeah. So I was like, is he like, also I had, we've talked about this last week. I recently watched Mommy Dead and Dearest. What yeah. Something yeah, like that. I think that's right. Yeah. The one yeah. about Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. So I was like, poisoning, poisoning. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's poisoning him. Uh, he could have been. That would have been. been a cool. That he was just like dosing him. He would yeah. have access to drugs, black tar heroin or marijuana, depending. Depending on mm-hmm. uh, publishing here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he also seemed to be like, he was like meeting those dudes on the beach. So, I mean, he could have had any kind of hookups. Yeah. He could have gotten his hands on all kinds of stuff. He could have covered him in uh, fake IDs. <laughs> just buried just, him in fake IDs. Uh, that would throw anyone for a loop. <laughs> yeah. You're like, whoa, what are you, where what are you doing? I woke up with a fake ID on my forehead. <laughs> it just Help. messed up the rest of my day. Yeah. <laughs> it's blocked all my thinking. <laughs> I can't think straight. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> the waves coming off of this fake ID. When I look in the mirror, I see a different face. Help! <laughs> Help, I have a name that's slightly different yeah, from the name I'm used different. to. Poor Dan. I also like that as soon as Dan, like, starts to, um, like, be up and about and, like, doing stuff again, he, like, wants to be productive. He wants mm-hmm. to make friends. Mm-hmm. He wants to, like, reconnect with a family. Like He wants to know more about their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't... Uh, the way Larry just keeps fucking lying to him, like yeah. even even as Dan like and exposes his the... own life. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh my god. Yeah, and like then he tells it's him like, like half truth. Dad was a real tyrant. 
Yeah. You hated it. Meanwhile, every time we see the dad, he's like, I loved Larry as much as any of us. He was a good boy. and We just needed some fresh air and discipline. (laughs) But he also has to, like, get his wife to say, like, oh, yes, I knew that you loved him all along. Yeah, it's so sad. So, like, there's something going on there. Their relationship, for sure. Like, I feel like this also is a type of parenting that, like, I feel like our generation may not have so much of, but certainly um, 1969. Yeah. yeah, Where it was like, you're going to go to military school and do the things that I did because that's what worked for me. Like when he was like, oh, you'll do the paper route. I loved doing the paper route. So you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I don't think in, in the context of being in 1969, I don't think that the dad is like that. They have quite such a contentious relationship as it would be now. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're sending your kid off to military school now, like you're basically like insane. Yeah. Because he yeah. does that. Yeah. Right. I mean, Whereas back then it was like, well, he's getting even remotely out of line. This will yeah. set him straight. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then he'll be a productive member of society. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. would be like disowning someone now. Almost. Yeah. 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 And parents just aren't like that. It's just a lot of like pleading with their kids. Yeah. Like, why won't you just get better I'm trying to be your friend. (laughs) I don't know how to parent you like uh, my parents parented me because I don't want to seem like a bad guy. (laughs) Guys, we're we're all going to be such good parents. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Great parents. Because I'm going to be like, I don't care about being your friend. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> Listen, I have I a have short friends. fuse. <laughs> I'm unpredictable. I get into trouble. I say things you don't like. <laughs> you have to anticipate me. <laughs> I'm going to get ahead of all these other moms. <laughs> uh, so when is that adoption going through and the three of us are oh, adopting co- it? Co-parenting a child. child together. I mean, I put the paperwork in today. Okay, good. So, so I signed by Adobe PDF. Yeah, uh, yeah. Adobe, I mean, I'm sign. Yeah, <laughs> Doc oh, okay. Hub. Oh, I, I, I've been looking for a DocuSign. I'll, 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 I'll keep an out. eye. Okay, okay, great. Yeah, great. Adobe Fill and Sign. Mm-hmm. Adobe Fill and Sign. This podcast is not brought to you by Adobe, Adobe Fill and Sign. <laughs> That's lost all meaning. Adobe Fill and Sign. Adobe Fill and Sign. Sounds like Philistine. Yeah. <laughs> Adobe Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get into how much sense. Your book must make when it's black tar heroin and how little sense my book makes because it's marijuana. Yeah, I I mean it it kind of skips that step, right? Like black tar heroin is too extreme and too like slummy of a drug, right? It just I mean, well we know nothing about Larry, so I feel like for how like fucking square all the rest of these kids were. Yeah. Cuz when remember when Frank is like, oh, I heard that uh, Larry was at that party. That got busted that up. That got by the busted cops. up. Yeah. And he's like, I've never even seen him take a beer or do a drug. And like, he's like, well, I don't know if he was at that party. Yeah. Which like, they, so they seemed like super square. And the fact that like, we're going to go from like zero to 60 black tar heroin, that's pretty intense. But I was like, it was in my head that it was probably pot. But then I was like, that's so low stakes. Yeah, like pot does. Yeah, uh, and again, like I guess a different time, maybe pot means Reaper madness. Like, here's what I'm wondering: if it's, so, does pot get brought to the Brownings party? Is that what gets brought? No, it's well, it's, the, it's the heroin. heroin. Well, they keep calling it dope, and then they clarify at one point that dope is heroin. Okay, so here's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> um, 
No wonder he had so much money in his possession, Frank thought now. There wasn't anything small time about what Larry was doing. He wasn't duped into this the way Joan and I were. He was right there in on the ground floor, part of it all. He wasn't just hauling the stuff across the border. He was actually distributing it. Maybe the kids at the party had truly believed that smoking marijuana just once would be a harmless fling. Frank had heard enough and read enough to know better. There was never anything one time about dope, no matter what its form. At the next party, it would have been there again, except then there would have been a charge for it. Then, before long, it would not be confined to parties. Kids would be buying it privately, smoking it at home in their bedrooms, in school restrooms, on dates and parked cars. It would become old stuff, no longer thrilling or different, and then there would be a new party at which stronger drugs would be introduced. Okay. I don't remember that part. Yeah, it would not can't seem go like higher. such a new... Then black tar heroin. Yeah. <laughs> it would not <laughs> seem like such a big step then to try these new drugs just for a fling, as the student at the Browning's party had commented. There's no harm in trying anything once, is there? Once, and once, again, once, until there was no going back. That first party was like bringing germs into a new land, Frank thought. I'm like, it was fucking pot. Can you calm the fuck <laughs> calm down? The fuck down. He's being very Jesus embarrassing. fucking Christ. Well, so then in the update, it's pedal to the metal, black tar heroin. Not just heroin. Black, black, tar, black tar, tar heroin. heroin. And let's, let's all recast it. What is the drug? It should be meth, right? That's also pretty extreme. I, Meth is pretty extreme too, but like, but for the it. stakes to be that high, like, so there needs to be this, like, because weed is like, no, right. like nobody Not gives enough. a shit, right? Yeah. Like that's whatever. No fucking way. Everybody smokes, yeah. So like, it's like what pills, meth. Oh, like any kind of opioid, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's opioids, like narcos or yeah. But in the in our version, it it the kids are shooting up at the party. Yeah. So they're yeah. they are. They're uh, al- they're already there. Whatever that yeah. last step is, yeah. they're already so there. The the like language about like bigger drugs, whatever. I don't remember that. Yeah, being I don't there. think that was because where can you go? Where from can you go? Heroin? Where I think can that's you it. go? That's it. That's, that's the it. ending point. So so again in the book because like Larry is telling Dan like oh you'd been distributing and and like smuggling in marijuana and so you were like oh it's only a matter of time and then Dan's reaction is. How could I? He had asked in <laughs> agonized confusion. How could I have gotten involved in anything like that? It wasn't that bad, Larry had told him. My gosh, it wasn't as though you murdered somebody. Somebody was going to cart the stuff across the border. Somebody was going to distribute it. If it hadn't been you, it would have been any of a dozen other guys. Am I really the kind of person who could think that way, Dan had exclaimed. <laughs> could I start kids out on a life of mind-wrecking drugs without even a qualm of guilt? What kind of creature am I? His voice had been grim. And if I am that sort of guy, why did I want to run away? Why didn't I just sit there smugly raking in the cash? It's like, again, it's pot. It's right. like pot, like... Mind wrecking drugs. <laughs> how, how could I how be could that I kind do of monster? That? Don't look at me. No, I'm too hideous. And I'm me, basically, Eddie Hyde. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Larry's like, "Well, okay, okay, but, but, but like, but like, hear me out. It's like it's not that bad. But you did want to run away. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, listen, yeah. things were tough with your dad, but it wasn't uh, that I mean, bad. Your dad was totally riding your ass. You're." <laughs> God. You were gonna have to go to military school. <laughs> you were like, he was like, not letting you go out. He was like, not letting you take the car. And you know what? It just, it wasn't fair. It, it wasn't, wasn't fair. Cool. It was like, you couldn't go anywhere without him asking where you're going. Meanwhile, your mom was that weak fool. Yeah, you could really, you could really slip the wool just, over her like, eyes. You could just <laughs> tell her anything. She'd believe anything. So, the, so then you decided, you decided, you decided you were all to like, take the power. And you and I was like, oh, I guess I'll help you. You're I was like, like listen, we, we would live in, I'm your ride or die bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whatever you need, Dan. Like, if you want to get out of town. Oh, oh, what was the amount of money? Uh, 50,000. Holy shit. How much was money? Was- 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how much money was she getting paid I looked it uh, up. per trip for Joan? 50. She, 50, 50 dollars. Well, even this, when so, so she it gets paid. low. Yeah, $200 per trip to go. Still, like, so is she, she going to do that forever? Yeah, she would have to. Like, oh, I mean, I, at least making 50 bucks a shot. I looked up, like, what the equivalent of $2,000 is, and it said 13 something. I was like, oh, so I guess in an updated version, it would be 15 or something. $50,000. Well, I guess it. It gets a lot different when you go to from marijuana to black yeah. tar. Yeah, that's a good point. It's true. It would have to be way more. So we're saying the economics of this book is sound. Yeah, yeah, solid but. economics. Solid mm-hmm. economics. She knew something about drug smuggling. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> Tonight, she at be that kind of person. <laughs> Lois Duncan, no. Lois, what Lois, kind of creature Jenny, are you, Nick? <laughs> uh, so I get. Ma- making the the drug marijuana makes the the whole like end of this book so much lamer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like the the idea of Larry trying to hook people on pot is so like soft and dumb and like also he's trying to hook them on pot with like no talk of upping them to something else. Mm-mm. No. It's very funny. And here he's going in with like the hardest drug. So he's he's oh, going what? to a party where people are like, I've never taken a beer. And like, <laughs> just unleash like, I got these from my cartel buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Sticky black tar My old pal Walter White. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it, it should be meth. I think then. it'd be meth. Yeah. 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 That makes Speed. sense. Mm-hmm. Meth. Yeah. Coke. Could have been Coke. Could have been, been Coke. You, well, you could start them off. Or... Yeah, coke dealers. Oh, yeah. Club scene. He could have just been like a weird little coke dealer. I like the <laughs> idea like of weird a little coke dealer. little coke dealer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Always just has something he wants to show you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the dick he has mounted on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, he's a drug smuggler. Why wouldn't he have one? <laughs> Why wouldn't he have a one-eyed monster? Why wouldn't he have a one-eyed monster? So let's say that you needed to escape from your life and uh-huh. you, for some reason, tricked a person to going out into the wilderness with you. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't really get why that's part of his I plan. didn't get... So he explains it in like one sentence where he's like, well, if I kill him... They'll find one body and they'll just assume that mine is also dead in the river somewhere. They just can't find it. I mean, that that explains why he tries to kill him. Well, he had to have a way to 
make it look like he died. He probably couldn't think of that many options. He's like, I could disappear in the woods, but I don't go out in the woods. Right. So what I'll do is I'll say, Dan, we should go camping. Even better, we both die. It seems even less like I'm trying to fake my own death. But what if he just disappears? Yeah, I mean, he could definitely do that. But he also- But he needs Dan to be there. So Dan has to die. Oh, you mean what, he, he why, just, why like, he he just like from yeah, Dan? like he, what if, or what if he like without even before he even reaches out to Dan is just middle of the night gone? My tummy just scrambled really loud. <laughs> oh no, because they want he wants the cartel to think that he's dead. Oh, he, uh, so he wants to fake his yeah. death. He he's got to fake his death. He can't just disappear. So he is but it like been like while they were hiking or camping or whatever. That Larry would be like, Dan, I'm going to go check out this trail by myself. And then just, and then never, just never returns comes back. to Dan. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the fact that there's an attempted murder yeah. is baffling to me. But he's also like, eh, I'm Larry. I suck. This is easy. Yeah. yeah. Like, so are we are we supposed to like consider him? So he's a pathological liar. Mm-hmm. He is. He's a. Sociopath. Uh, yeah. I was yeah, going to say sure. sociopath. Because he does not he give a shit about anybody. with anybody. Nobody. And he, like, when, oh, my God, when he was thinking about, like, oh, yeah, like, my parents, like, because remember when Dan's like, you put your family through hell. And he's like, yeah, but, like, they're over it. It's like, yeah whoa, what? Why would you think they're over it? They think you're dead. What's even better is he's like, yeah, that's why you're not going to tell him. Yeah, he's like, you could just let me go. Yeah, they've already moved on. More, yeah. And, like, but very right about that. So do you guys think that Dan ends up telling anybody about no. him he I already think he, doesn't tell joan yeah he doesn't tell he's joan. like mm, i don't know who that is because now larry's whole fucking head and face are smashed in i guess Ooh, oh, they don't even on. know he's, who so he's he's like oh some guy named lance i roomed with don't know him bye no because, way get the okay, fuck out of he's here. gotta tell but, joan okay do you he no I, I don't know if he tells joan he's he, too honest and too but i think he's the changed. whole end you mean like the he's, last two he's paragraphs already, yeah <laughs> he's already told her that that's not so um, he's like, don't know. So it's like, so you think he's like, I was just kidding. Um, what I actually meant to say was, that's your brother. He tried to kill me. I think. Oh look, my like, god! I in- found the A. <gasps> what is it? I'm gonna read this whole passage, please, because <laughs> it's re- so. This is what I was looking for, but you'll know when you get to the A. <laughs> Operator, get me the closest hospital ambulance service. Not that it'll help any. He turned to them while waiting for the connection. This is just a stranger. It's that young kid from third floor A, Lance Curtis or something. He must have been out on the balcony leaning on the railing. Fool kid. Everybody in the building knows about those balconies. (laughs) Repair work was scheduled to start on them next week. From the third floor, Anne's eyes were wide with horror. Lance Curtis. Dan, was he someone you knew? No, Dan said. Not really. I don't think anybody in the world ever knew him. Keeping Joan held close against him, he put his arm around Anne as well, turning both girls from the lobby entranceway toward the side door. Let's get out of here, he said hoarsely. Let's go home. Anne. The friend Anne. Anne 3A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking. Ambulance? <gasps> you guys didn't hear what I thought was so obviously the missing A? No. What's the missing What's A? What's the missing A? Third floor A. Oh, no, said. Kelly said that. 3A, she said. Oh. I thought you said Anne, because then yeah. you went no, Anne. No, we rattled Anne, off three, three of them. 3A. And <laughs> then ambulance. And third floor. 3A's yeah. third floor A. Third floor A. Third floor A. Third floor A. D A. So we've got A, C, 
the <laughs> wait what was B? Black, what was B? black tar, black tar oh, right, right, right. i was like we've got a we've got c <laughs> we've got we fucked up j for jekyll yeah i thought it was really weird when <laughs> dr jekyll just shows up in the <laughs> the book. and he says oops gotta go goes, oops i shouldn't be wrong in this story book. <laughs> did you guys ever read or um watch that movie i think where there's like three books and they're alive and the kid is like traveling with them there's a fantasy book there's a horror book who's kind of like dr jekyll and mr heidi sorry you just said a book who the books are uh, <laughs> uh a book uh, who's like a kid okay so they they have like eyes and they t- talk yeah, they have okay. eyes okay. and they talk i can't remember if they have arms or legs i think they do i think they have arms and legs wait are you doing a bit? No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. No one knows what just, you're talking about, I Kelly. You're going off of what Patrick said. No. You're like, mm-hmm, they're anthropomorphic books. No, they are. So there's one book that's fantasy and she has wings and she's like a fairy and she's pink. And then there's a green book that's horror. And then there's, oh, a book that's history and he's brown. And he has, I think, a mustache and glasses. And the kid is like traveling with them and he has to go. Oh, and he encounters Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because he goes through the horror land. So he goes through each of their lands to do something, and I don't know what. You guys, someone help me with this. This doesn't sound Tweet real, at us. Kelly. It's real. This is a weird dream you no, had. No, it's not. Kelly, you've got to kick the heroin. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are having some real weird. It's so sticky. I love it. <laughs> We're all super worried about you. Yeah. Oh, no. I had oh, a dream. LSD? Yeah, like yeah. Molly. LSD? Yeah, like, acid? Yeah, I think if there's... It, I think it like, can become more interesting if there's like a club scene yeah, involved. Yeah. I think like E mm-hmm. would be, did that just date me? Do they call it that anymore? X. They, remember I remember when they called, and they called it, it X. X. That's what they called it when I was yeah, in high school. Me too. X. X. Yeah, we're done. X. Yeah, X. And then ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then E. And then Molly. Molly, I think is what it is now. It's now. But I'd, like, why? What was wrong with the first stink dance? <laughs> Because well, it's always got to be cool. It's a like, new name for meow. it. But you know, what a... What a your mama's ass. Excuse me? <laughs> it's Molly. <laughs> what a... um. I mean, a drug that has stood the test of time, quite honestly. It's remained popular for many years and has had many names. Much like marijuana. True. I would say maybe those are the two that have been the most in vogue for the longest time. If we don't want to count booze. Booze, okay. Mm. Booze, Booze has always been a classic. Thing. classic. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. It's drug. a classic. It's never going away. Even I can get behind that one. <laughs> what um, what book was it? Oh, Go Ask Alice. It was, where they were oh, like Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> it was my meeting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they were in Go Ask Alice, when they were yeah. like, I mean, I'm. Booze is harder to find because all the parents are drinking booze all the time. Yeah. They they keep a closer eye on their booze and they do the pills. <laughs> take take a couple pills from dad's pocket when he's not looking. Mm, Twenty I, bucks I, from the I, wallet. I got slipped an acid coke at a party. Your nine year olds support my <laughs> habit. Yeah. And then the nine year olds sell to the seven year olds, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, Opioid abuse, though, is fucking terrifying. It is really horrible. It uh, People are the, dying from it left and right. It's the cause of more accidental deaths in the United States than car accidents right now. Yeah, it's horrible. Isn't that wow. fucked up? More yeah. than car accidents. That's yeah. too scary. It's pretty it's fucked up. Bad. Um, Meanwhile, those clowns in Washington are uh, not doing anything about it. Those clowns. <laughs> you just sounded fucking like someone's uncle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Those clowns Fucking in Washington. Republicans. I mean, that was what I was going for. But then my actual words are Fucking Republican. Fucking Republican. They don't give Who a are actually, shit about the opioid crisis. Right. And they're trying to clamp down on it like it's a, uh, like the war on drugs is is the problem. That you can prosecute yeah. it like it's a criminal offense and not so a yeah. health crisis, yeah. which is what it actually is. And they're also well, and it's still a way highly more addictive. focused on other drugs. Yeah. Yes. I feel like, what was that? Um, what was that? It was like they did a special on the town. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The Ben Affleck movie? No. Yep. <laughs> I just thought that would be fun to bring up. Uh, Daredevil? <laughs> um, Good Will Hunting? Um, Mallrats? Batman? Uh, Chasing Amy? I'm starting to run out, guys. Also, did you say Batman? Batman? Okay. <laughs> he's Batman, right? Yeah. He is Batman, but... Oh, he's Batman right now? Uh, there's just no Batman movie yet. But uh, Batman TV? Super- yeah, there Batman we go. Superman. Mm, that's- Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. 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 What um, what the town documentary are you talking about? There was a, it was a show about, or I, I don't remember what, it, was it a documentary? Yeah. Where it was about this town where like literally everybody is addicted to opioids. Mm. And it's really fucking sad. And it's like, and it talks about um, the, like basically the um, like agreements that like doctors had with uh, certain companies to like always push that as a prescription first right and it, it just like is really eye-opening but i don't know the name of it um see that that's where uh, opioids as like a, a nefarious drug that like should be clamped down on like that's where i can get behind that because it's there's so much money behind like pushing yeah, it that's into being pushed and profited on yeah. by supposedly legitimate sources right and doctors are telling people to take it and it's also super easy to Crack down on for yeah. those reasons. You just go. Yeah, because it's so regulated. No. Yeah. Yeah. You just is start it, regulating it even more. Is it warning this drug may kill you? Is it that what it is? sounds like it would It's be. an HBO documentary. Okay. I was on a real HBO documentary kick uh, a couple years ago. I was like, which one can I watch now? Scoured through all of them. That Not sounds like them. a depressing time. Listen, I have a lot of dark periods in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what is a bright period of my life? Hmm. I really like the new Harry Styles song. Um, Sign of the Times. Yeah, I like that song. The first time I listened to it, I was okay. Then I listened to it again. And you freaked out. Well, then I was like, oh. "Ah!" And then the third one, I was like, Harry Styles! (laughs) 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 Um, But I think I, you know what? And then I read an article, like, talking about how it, like, samples a lot of, like, British um, music throughout the years. And we get a lot of, like, um, like. My stomach? Oh, all of our stomachs are doing things. I'm really I'm starving. Hungry. I'm starving. There's nothing to eat. In I this didn't room. leave myself time to eat because I was reading. <laughs> I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Because oh, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> None of that silly Men girl stuff ahead. like not eating. <laughs> and not knowing how to change a tire. <laughs> not knowing when you're smuggling drugs. Have you guys ever changed a tire? Because it sucks. No. Why would I do that? I no, I don't. No. I didn't change it. I've never I'm changed a tire. Call. My insurance company, AAA. Uh, the the one time I had to do it, I was on like a, a highway in Minneapolis or in Minnesota between Minneapolis and anywhere else in Wisconsin. So like the <laughs> middle of nowhere. Oh my god! Um, and it was like a Sunday evening. Um, and so like I had no, I had no like recourse. So it didn't have AAA. Like it, so I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna go Here back go. there and like figure it out. That's terrible. And there are like you some just figured it out. Yeah, and there are like some tools back there. Yeah, and, there are. 
Uh, and I, I called sucks. a friend of mine and was like, hey, have you ever changed a tire? And he said, no, I can look it up and like oh give you a call back. And I was like, yeah, if you could. Oh, my God. So I got, I got some sloppy instructions from my buddy Pete. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Pete. Um, <laughs> shout, shout out. Shout Pete. out. Um, and then changed the tire to the the little temp. What's it called? Spare? The spare The tire? little spare tire. Right. The temp tire. Temp tire. I'm a car guy. That comes off, right? <laughs> Heavy into cars. I definitely get that. It's like way into cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, bring bring a Frank with you. Frank can change your tire. Yeah, course. yeah, for sure. And he can also check to see if there's well, any drugs. So in your you car. don't have roadside assistance through your insurance? I did not at the time. No. Oh, okay. This you was do now, right? Can yes. I interest you in some insurance? <laughs> I brought some literature. Mm. Patrick, I can't believe you don't have roadside assistance. <laughs> Let me uh, talk to you about the coverage that you can have. You heard of Progressive? Mm. Mm. I use Metro Mile myself. What the fuck is that? Well, because I barely drive. So um, it's a per mile insurance. So my insurance is like 80 bucks a month. <gasps> Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. <laughs> so you pay a base. I'm legitimately interested okay. in this insurance Okay, now. so you, you pay a base fee. Um, for like your insurance and I have 1530 which is like normal coverage um and it's like I think 60 something 65 bucks a month and then plus you pay I think eight cents a mile and it also will vary depending on the model and make of your car and your driving record and stuff like that right and where you are and where you park your mm-hmm. car um but my insurance ranges from like 75 to 95 dollars a month um that's great yeah no it's great and so you basically you put a little like thing and it tracks your mileage, but it also is a little GPS. So if you don't know where your car is, you can look and it will tell you where your car is. And it also will remind you about street sweeping if you want it to. <gasps> oh, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. magical. <laughs> that sounds, I, I've been uh, riding my bike a lot lately. You should do it then. Um, so I should definitely do it because there are like. You can get a quote. You can put in your average mileage and they'll tell you. I'm going to do it. Do it. You guys, it's I'm going to do it. It's for me because I drive. Yeah, a lot, and my insurance is actually like one sixteen. No, not bad. Yeah, yeah, but still ninety. <laughs> yeah, I, do you know how much I could do with thirty dollars a month? That's oh! that's three burritos. <laughs> I could eat three extra burritos while we're talking about grown up <laughs> services. Yeah, that we legitimately need. Mm-hmm. I don't currently have health insurance because I left my old job mm-hmm. and my new job I'm not eligible for like 15 weeks which <laughs> sucks what thanks animators guild <laughs> so I couldn't I didn't sign up in time to have it start at like June 1st so I have to wait until July 1st for it to kick in but I have a medication that I have to take one of my psych drugs yeah I can't just not take it and I was like ooh, fuck <laughs> so I went into Kaiser and I was like I have to pay out of pocket how much will this be? And they said $450. And I went, oh, oh my God. $450? Okay. And I was like, how much would it be if you just give me enough pills to get me to July 1st? She said like 250 And I was like, okay. I'm just going to call around a little bit and see what my options are. And Vons, Vons was the best option. But so I, I, so I went into CVS and they were like, this will be $165. Like, also not great. Not mm-hmm. ideal. And then Vons was like $48. Whoa, what? Mm-hmm. Y'all. Vons? Vons? You can get a rotisserie better. chicken while you're there? Yeah, oh, true. <laughs> Rotis that chick. <laughs> so it gets better, you guys. What? I 
did a Google search of like discount or I did a Google search of Lamictal coupons. Yeah. Discovered this service called Blink Health. They have an app. I paid $12.80 for what? my medication. Girl, 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 girl. It what, should have been four fifty, but it was $12.80. Wait, so what is this? Blink, Blink Health? Blink Health. It is like an app that and the network that they cover it through is All called going to our phones Med right Impact. <laughs> it's called Med Impact. And when you call around to a C all CVS, I believe, are are in these networks, Target is other places. But so so I had this horrible experience when I called one CVS and I was like, Do you guys do the like blank health? And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, You have to call her when our pharmacy manager is in tomorrow morning and I was like oh okay and then I went in and I had done the purchase at by this time with the app and I was like oh it just like gives you insurance information that they can process it through so I went in and I was like here here's the insurance information and they were like I told you already that you have to call in the morning because I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, but it's right. But here's if the you information. could like just look real quick. And she's like, I told you, do you want to talk to my supervisor right now? And I was like, sure. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Please. And so he is, came is over and threat? he was like, she's already told you. We don't know. You have to wait for the pharmacy manager to be in. And I was like, but I'm. could you just look at it? I'm just asking you to look like literally that's all I'm asking you to do right now. Could you look at this and tell me if this makes sense? I mean, it says. Blink Health, and then right next to it, it says Med Impact. I'm like, please just like, please look at what I'm holding for two seconds. Please. Please. Why please. are you doing this Please, I'm holding magic. And they were like, no, you have to call tomorrow. Ma'am, I can't help you anymore. And I was like, this is a nightmare. Why are you all such douchebags? So I call another CVS, and this time I'm like, I'm going to approach it differently. Hi, are you in the Med Impact Network? Mm-hmm. Yay. Great. Here's my pharmacy information. I go in. I show them the thing. They immediately process it. No problem. Yay. Yay. So then I call the other CVS and I go, hi, are you in the Med Impact Network? And she goes, yes, we are. And I said, why the fuck did you, you tell me that before? You, you stupid bitch. Uh, so can we get like a, a shout out of the address of the CVS that wouldn't help you? <laughs> the, oh, yeah. The name never, of the pharmacist. Ever go to the CVS Oh, Kelly had a I know that one. reaction. No, to this. I know that one because they were really slow. Um, when I uh first had um my like heart thing, which when my heart was like racing a lot, mm -hmm. and um basically I have sinus tachycardia, which is like just a really fast heartbeat. Um, and now that I know that it's fine, and I know that it's triggered by certain things, whatever. Anyway. At the time, they didn't know, and they were just like, uh, we're going to give you, um, a bunch like, of things. well, like, a, a thing. Opioids. <laughs> God. No, uh, they gave me, um, Lopressor, which is just a blood pressure reducing, uh, medication. Mm -hmm. But basically what it does is it, it blocks adrenaline. Ooh. So uh. I was so like, if your baby was intense. about to be crushed by a car, you wouldn't be able to lift you it? You wouldn't if you were taking that. But so basically, I'm standing there <laughs> like nightmare. freaking Ooh. out. I've just been told like, you need to get this medicine like right now. Your like resting heart rate is like 120. This is like crazy. Like you need to get in there right now. And so I'm just like waiting, 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 waiting. And like they were just being so fucking slow. And I was like having a fucking panic attack. And I was just like, oh my God, my heart, my heart, I can feel it. It's beating so fast. And I was like pacing around and they're just like, you're just gonna have to wait, ma'am. You're gonna have to wait. And I was like, <laughs> they're so, they were so like they're mean unhelpful they're mean they were like a they were like i have already decided in my mind that you're an idiot 
And I refuse yeah. like, to like, you even don't know. consider the possibility that you are not an idiot and I, that you are not making my life difficult right now by even being here. Well, and that, that was the attitude. Those situations are so hard because like to some extent you like a little bit are an idiot, right? That like you don't have all of the specialized information. Help. Yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. do you know this? You're asking them to do their job. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, all I wanted was for them. To look at my fucking phone for two fucking seconds. <laughs> they would have fucking seen it. Please tell me if you can help me. Uh, I feel the same way about any car thing, too. Like, yeah. b- back to the uh, changing the tire. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing with a car. It costs an absurd amount of money, and, like, I rely on it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when whenever you need any repairs done, it's and just like, they all have I'm at your mercy. Now. Yeah. And you can't even work on it yourself. So yeah. they have to they just, have to plug like, in plug your car. in and see mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong. Um, what I so yeah, you're really there's like no way that you can do that yourself or understand it yourself. Right. So you're necessarily an idiot. Yeah. Well, they make it their like iron rice bowl, which is like what is it? What do you mean? Huh? What? So English? What's that? Um, it's a term for when you like purposely make uh, you like protect the um value of your like professional services, and I'm doing quotes here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you're needed by the market. So you make it unapproachable and hard to understand. So it has been used a lot of times to describe uh, the ins and outs of real estate law because a mm. lot of real estate lawyers have purposely like have made the laws really hard to parse and understand. Oh, sure, that makes sense. In order to protect so their fields so that they're need, needed. Yeah, agents, and then so they so. have been quoted as saying, "Oh, well, real estate law is my iron rice bowl." So it's like, hmm. it's unbreakable and it will always feed you. Oh. And that's what you guys are doing with this podcast, right? Is that yeah. you approach unbreakable. The, the pulp um, yeah, I mean, fiction in a way that no one else no one will be else able to parse it without we guiding me through it. Mm-hmm. such a dense language <laughs> so that like people cannot understand these books mm. until mm-hmm. they have heard us speak of them for free. <laughs> 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 you may Unless think- you're donating to our Patreon, in which case you're a producer of this podcast. Thank you so much. God yeah. bless. But for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I did want to, um, someone asked for a shout out for their five-star review. Came for the young adult, stayed for sad teen Lindsay stories, and Lindsay yelling at Kelly for suggesting infinite jest. <laughs> uh, that was Instasam44. Thank you very much. For that lovely review, and um, I was genuinely angry. No, you were mad at me. I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> now somebody's gonna suggest it, and it might be Insta Sam like, Forty Four. Fucking no! I will veto that suggestion. <laughs> Insta Sam is a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good handle. Like yeah, Instagram. It seems like Instagram, and it seems like they got on that pretty, pretty quick. Pretty quick. Mm-hmm. They did yeah. it fast. That must have been must have been a real get. Mm-hmm. What else happened in this book? <laughs> so not a lot right like yeah. it, it is it, i think it's hard to talk about this book I, because r- r- when we talked about i know what you did last summer uh Lindsay posited that like four things happened in the book oh yeah right mm. and i think two things happen in this book one before mm, the book actually yeah. starts and we only see it in flashback right in like flashback <laughs> and then right at the end yeah and they both involve pushing they both involve Larry, Larry and pushing and pushing and falling. I'm gonna see. I think I think there can be three to four. Okay. Again. So so we've got oh, Joan pushing. Mm-hmm. We've got smuggling. 
Smuggling. Or uh, we've got discovering smuggling. Okay. I think the discovery. We've yeah. got busting the guy, which is like one moment. And busting right, the guy I'll, isn't even something our characters do. I'll say three then. Okay. I'll say. I'll say pushing, smuggling, pushing. pushing. Yeah. Okay. Yes, thank you. You know what? I would say pushing, the pushing, thing, pushing. The, <laughs> yeah, pushing, pushing, pushing. You know what? The fourth thing I would say also involves pushing because I, I think it's another off-page thing that happens where basically um, Larry like brings heroin to a party. I felt like that was a big, or at least the discovery that but he did that. We're only told. That's true. It doesn't happen in the book. It's mm-hmm. like recalled. Yeah, there's I, a lot of recalling going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. The, all of the action happens off page, except for the last. Except page. for the last push, right? It doesn't make me oh not God. like the book. No. no, it's definitely not. It's not quite. It doesn't on totally concept for the podcast. That's right. Yeah, where it seems like it would be when you read the back, mm-hmm. it isn't at all when you right. read the book. Right. Yeah. I mean. I read somewhere that like this was a a jewel heist or something. That's what I mm-hmm. saw too, and I was like, "Great jewel heist! Great jewel heist! <laughs> cool!" No, it's it's a hundred pages of a family grieving the loss of their son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then finding out he is a monster, yeah. or never finding never out finding that he's a monster. Out. Us finding out. Us finding, finding out. out. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. There's no jewel thief. There is no jewel heist. The jewel it's, stuff is all fake. Right. The jewel. That's a red herring. Yep. Yeah. There's some drug smuggling. But even that element of the book is like kind of light. Yeah. And they really get out of that pickle very it's quickly. It's resolved in a second. Yeah. I love, yeah, like, so Joan successfully got the cops. Cops were like outside the window like, ding, listening ding, 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 ding. to right. Mr. Brown threaten Frank. And then Frank comes out and he's like, what am I going to do? And a cop comes up and is like, don't worry about it. We heard everything. We're we know recording you're a good it. Yep. We don't have to get you involved in the papers. We're totally going to take, you just get a good night's sleep. Joan right. told us about her mom. She's like, basically yeah, she's Laura Palmer's so mom fragile. in Twin Peaks. She's <laughs> lost her whole fucking mind. Don't worry. We understand. We are not looking to put your family through any more We get we, it. Well, we, we are, are the, the most sympathetic cops ever. Our Las Cruces PD is a community police department. LCPD. LCPD. <laughs> Is a police department slash PR firm. <laughs> Who cares? Gonna, we, we care. We're going to keep your name out of these papers. Don't worry about it. We'll clean it all up. Just go back in your car. That was your brother's, but he's back. Maybe. We don't know. Okay, go. <laughs> and then you can keep playing football, quarterback, or whatever. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But you're like now the star. You're like faster than your brother. The running We one? don't know. You're a running one. <laughs> also that too when like, um, Joan like can't be at the. That was very sad. Yeah, when she can't be at the um the game football game because oh, like the yeah. smell and like hearing everybody cheering and they start chanting his last name yeah. and she's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, she's got oh like God, PTSD. I, I know, Ugh, horrible. It's very sad. Joan. The whole thing is really sad. It's Joan. so much about like loss and grieving, and like it only relationships. gets relationships totally, and it's all the more frustrating when you find out that like Larry's fine and is like. In California and is just like basically lying to Dan slash Dave. Yeah, he's a monster. I also felt bad for um Peggy. Yeah. Poor Peggy. Poor Peggy. But Peggy also like, so poor Peggy, yes. But she's got like a strong support network at home. She's, she's got, got a this great family. family. Mm-hmm. Great family. She's got those she's got twins. Those twins. <laughs> she's got that fort. That the, the, twins the, twin, the twins are building the fort. Don't forget to get the twins their marmalade. Don't the, the twins, twins are, are going to be climbing all over David. 
Got one twin on each knee. <laughs> I swear he loves my family as much as he loves me <laughs> more. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of bothers me that he loves hanging out with my family almost as much as me. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. We, we go out on dates all the time. There's always a, a couple kids and follow-ups. And then twins. The five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, and the five-year-old. <laughs> Beach date. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Johnson. <laughs> Nick Johnson? No. <laughs> uh, I will say that I was genuinely in suspense during those last few pages where it was like, is Joan going to get to Dan in time or is Dan yeah. going to get killed by Larry? Yeah. I, I feel like there's this, no way I, that, wait, that Dan will kill Larry or that no, Larry that will Larry's kill Dan? No, that Larry's going to kill Dan. I feel like there's no there. way that, like, Larry's such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. He's got to get his comeuppance. Yeah, and Dan is such like a Superman. Yeah, you would push him down. Boy. First of all, it's only three stories. He already survived like a tumble down a mountain. That's true, right? He's gonna yeah. be fine. Also, I love that he was like, "Ha! I killed you," and he's like, "What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, I know. He's like, "I got mud on my face." <gasps> Ooh, my head hurts. <laughs> Ouchie, wouchie. So that was that was the the what if scenario I was going to pose earlier. Yeah. Okay. You try to escape uh, from from your hometown, okay, and you do so by trying to stage the death of your best friend of a friend, a friend. Okay, you push him down. You're like, great, I did it. I committed murder, so I can escape. <laughs> murder accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> and then only to discover, no, you have not actually murdered. What do you do? What do you do? You You're just complete all- the murder. Yeah, you go you finish you it. Go down there with a rock. Yeah, and you just smash his head. That's you, what I was. You tie say. up those but loose then ends. It creates a lot of problems because well, then he has a smash. Because then there's head. a murder weapon, and then he's probably the suspect. Wait, so he's like loopy, right? Damn. He, yeah. Yeah. So he just drag him back up and push him down again, <laughs> <laughs> and just keep doing it until he dies, <laughs> or just like leave him in the water, right? right? Like he's push slipping in and out of consciousness. Great. Let him drown. drown him. He'll drown. You could drown him, or just bail at that point. Yeah, just leave him to die there. Just wander around in the woods. By him. He fell. So then he doesn't know what happened. Oh, but I mean, he, I, I he think got pushed. But he probably wouldn't. He might have been like, I don't know what happened exactly. I felt something push me. And then I, I can't find Larry. Right. Or I can't find. I saw a guy for a second, but I can't find him. I don't know where he went. I mean, it's such a bad situation to be in. <laughs> <laughs> that he really created for himself. Yeah. 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 He pushes Dan and he's like, that stupid athletic idiot. I know. <laughs> he's like, curse your athleticism and your hearty constitution. <laughs> like, I should have known that your yeah. bulging muscles would have cushioned the fall. I should have known that all teenage boys are invincible. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody kept talking about what good health they were in. Like, they were probably fine. And anyway, they're young men. They're in such good health. They're I, young, I think that's strapping part, boys. Yeah. That's part of Lois Duncan's like fetishization of yeah. teenage boys. Yeah, that's like, what I think you're she, saying. Yeah, I think she elevates them and just like loves them. They're like Adonis. Physically. Yes. <laughs> she's, she's, she's they're like, Adonai. Beautiful Adonai just traipsing <laughs> around in the Valhalla woods or wherever the fuck they were. <laughs> <laughs> they're in some mountains. Mal- Malala. I was going to look for a part where it said that, but we had it down. <laughs> We yeah. knew. Word for and word. We all have photographic memories. <laughs> I think that would be so cool. To have a I photographic wish, yeah, memory? Yeah, I wish I had a photographic memory. It would make me seem super smart when really it's just I remember stuff. Um, who is it that had, there's a an actress that has, uh, Mary Lou Henner maybe? Who yeah. has um, like a yeah. totally, oh, yeah. is it, is it called can, Eidic memory? 
where it's like a total she recall recalls, of everything. Yeah, she recalls everything, everything that's happened mm-hmm. to her. That sounds like a nightmare, doesn't it? It reminds me it of really that depends character. on what your life is like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of um this um character well it's a specific species in the mass effect series okay um and they're the specific character that you run into is um, an assassin but like basically they can completely recall any moment in their lives and like fully relive it um and you would think that they would like try to shut so they often try to shy away from like really um traumatic memories Mm -hmm. but sometimes they find like a piece in like existing in it Mm. Uh, they have to revisit Mm mm-hmm so, but so they're able to like revisit it with like some kind of emotional distance, or like they... I don't know. I didn't choose to romance this guy, so I didn't oh, spend so too much time cares? with him. Well, he was gonna die, it's so I didn't like want to waste my time. <laughs> it's like you have to keep revisiting that memory because there might be a nugget of truth in it that will help you unlock your problem. True. Uh, Batgirl Barbara Gordon also has uh, that same kind of memory. Oh, mm. able to recall in all the versions. Um, I think it is just ignored a lot of the times, huh. but um, it's part of what makes her such a good detective uh, is that she can recall any scene she's been to. That's interesting. I have a very good memory. I have like, well, so I'll, I'll forget things like where I parked my car or like where did I put my keys, things like that where I'm not paying attention. But I remember like most details of conversations that I have with people. So it's like if I'm engaging. Yeah. So I catch people in lies a lot. People lie a lot more than you'd think. I lie all the time. Yeah. But sometimes they get it past you because you can't remember any of their names. The names. See, things like that. <laughs> names I don't remember. Um, cars. Yeah, I'm like, I, someone said that, but I don't know. <laughs> it was uh, this. I can describe them okay. to you. <laughs> they were standing. The way the sun was shining, their eyes looked very green. Um, but not like emerald green, but like a sea green. <laughs> sea foam green. <laughs> like they a magical. A, they had a look about them that suggested a, a, like wiliness. <laughs> what was their smile? name, Kelly? Do you mean what Eric? Was their name? Was this Eric? Are you know. talking about? Eric? I don't know. You can Eric, make, you could literally say any name. I would say yes. Steven? I want to say Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a really good memory, and now it's shot. I've lost so many chunks of my life because I don't remember them now. What do you attribute that to? I really don't know. I mean, I say I really don't know, but it's just I have nothing to back this up. All I know is it started around the same time I started birth control. Mm. Mm. That's weird. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hormones can I do a lot, it. man. It's really, really annoying. That really And now sucks. that I am not on birth control, it hasn't helped. It's the same. Hmm. Hmm. Nothing's come back. It's all coming back. It's all coming, coming back to me now. I don't know this song. There were moments of gold and there were flashes of light. There, there were things, things we'd never do again, but then it always seemed right. There were nights of endless pleasure. There were Touch me like this, and when I hold you like that, it was so long ago, but it's all coming back to me. You don't know the song? I don't know this song. <laughs> there wow. is there's a recording of Meatloaf doing it. Oh, and oh I, fun! Is it? Did he write it? I don't think so. It's a very Meatloafy song. It's a total. It's like a total like big guy diva song mm-hmm. for sure. Like very theatrical. Mm-hmm. And the video is nuts. It's so great. Fully recommended. Yeah, I'll it's a great it. song. It's really fun. Mm. Yeah. Is it Celine? 
I do like Celine. Nights when the wind was so cold. The matches. That's the one where the sun is so hot. I apologize. That's what? I can't believe you don't know that song. I don't know that song. Okay. Sorry. This is my world. I thought you had a good memory. Do we want to? I don't know it. I don't think I've ever heard it. Do we want to end every podcast with a song now? Go out out with a a a song. Do we feel like we've discussed the book completely? Any takeaways? I don't really know what else to say about it. Yeah. I mean, long story short. I enjoyed it. And it it was short on thrills, but large on um, chilly chilly characters. Long on insight to the human condition. Yeah, and uh, the lengths that the lengths of grief someone yeah. will experience yeah. when and, you and tell them that their child the is dead. Shades. Mm-hmm. How everybody responds differently. Sometimes you're a teacup. Sometimes you're a plastic mug. A sturdy plastic mug. Bring I it wonder up. if I'll recognize it when I hear her sing it. If you didn't recognize it when we were singing <laughs> it, it I would perfect. be shocked <laughs> because we were basically two Celine Dion's in stereo just now. <laughs> you guys are on either. Well, it would have to be that way, right? Because we're three. Right. There we're were around a table. <laughs> the sun was so hot. No, it's cruel. The sun was so cruel. The sun is cruel. The, the nights were so cold. And I was I would never forever (laughs) (laughs) alright well next week on the podcast we are reading The Last Vampire with Drew Drogi of the podcast that we just guested on Minor Relevations I always do that Minor Revelations also on the Feral Network Yeah, so it's our second Feral guest Um, thank you so much for being on the show again, Patrick. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, before we go out on music, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, sure. I would like to plug the Nintendo Cartridge Society, which is a weekly podcast I do about Nintendo. You can find it on iTunes and all that good stuff. And also Same Day Shipping, which is a Twitch show that I do with Kelly and some other folks about nerdy relationship advice stuff. So you can find that on Twitch Thursday nights at 10 Pacific time or yeah. on YouTube or Facebook and all that stuff. And that's twitch.tv slash shippledips. That's shipple like nipple and dips like nips. There were nights when the wind was so cold that my body froze in bed if I just listened to it right outside the window. Here's my favorite part. There were days when the sun was so cruel. <laughs>
It's so hard to remember something. It's all coming back to me. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. There were moments of gold and there were flashes of light. There were things I'd never do again, but then they'd always seem right. And there were nights of endless pleasure. A lot of very similar yeah. lyrics. It's very hard to remember because I mean, it is all coming back to me now. But it's all coming back to me. The call, but it's all coming back to me now. Thanks for listening, guys. Keep it creepy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Teen Creeps Pod. You can direct all inquiries to teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're reading along with the podcast, you can now find our book schedule at teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy. Some people said they died on that mountain. That was a weird... Mountain. On that mountain. <laughs> Tell me about they died on that mountain. Hey, hey, they died on that mountain. <laughs> Did you hear they died on the mountain? I hear they died on the mountain. <laughs>